We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, everything, everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About. Brunch brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Oh, that was really unexpected. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's Randall Keith. I don't even know if I can imitate that. And you are tuned into brunch culture. <laughs> As she was podcast where everything is up for discussion. Wow, you know, as she, as I was watching the movie, I was thinking like that really took a lot of energy to do that. Yeah, like to talk like that and for consistently, a long time. yeah. Because you think about that, she had like what two major monologues in that, and I'm sure yeah. they probably did multiple takes. Like, yeah, that was that was a lot. Yeah. That that was a lot. That movie was a lot. I didn't. I still don't really fully grasp everything that was happening so if y'all um, if y'all don't know spoiler not spoiler but if y'all don't know we're talking about the movie us jordan peele's movie um it actually opened opening weekend did 70 million dollars by the way but yeah so we're talking about the movie us lupita is freaking amazing yo um yeah she played obviously everybody played two characters but her character red kind of had this like broken voice box type talking yeah and she I was, was the only one had to talk to characters because the other people couldn't really talk they, yeah they just made sound so and it was uh yeah it was really dope so just just in case y'all didn't know that's what we talking about movie us but you say it was all yeah. over the place so did yeah you... i didn't understand it i still don't know what happened really um i got some of it as like i read after uh-huh um but with me and my friend watching it after we just looked at each other like I don't know what just what happened. Just happened. <laughs> I really don't. And I really thought I was like, I really thought like midway through, I got it. And then as it kept going, I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I just gave up. Oh, so it's funny. So I, I actually saw it twice. Um, but the first oh, okay. time that Maybe I saw I need it, to see it twice. yeah, Ooh. I feel like, I definitely feel like, I feel like it's a movie that you got to see the second time. I feel like when you see the second time, knowing yeah, once you see it the second time, you kind of pick up on things. It's like, oh, oh, oh. But what's funny, though, is I went with my cousins and I got part of it maybe like a quarter away through. And like right after I mentioned something about part of it, my cousin basically solved the whole movie. She was like, oh, this, this. And I was like. Oh, you think so? And she was like, oh, yeah, just remember the first scene? And so we're sitting there, like, dissecting it as it's going on. And uh, well, your cousin's smart, then. Yeah. And I'm dumb. Because <laughs> I don't know what. I would have never. Yeah. I. Yeah. She like it was actually eerie, too, because I was like, yo, you figured the whole thing out. Like, 
the entire thing. She was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, but it was, I think that it was, I think it was a good movie. I definitely enjoyed it. I don't think that we need to call these horror films though. Um, yeah, it wasn't scary at all. Yeah, it's not, it's, 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 it's not. And I get it. Um, I was listening to this one, uh, movie review, review podcast, Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. And they essentially said that the genre, it's, it's under the umbrella of horror, but the specific, I guess, genre name or the appropriate genre name is terror, which is supposed to be, I guess it's uh, something that a subset that um, Stephen King came up with. And so the idea behind like a terror movie and what makes makes it different from a horror movie is that the fear or the scary part, it kind of builds. And so you don't really get like the terror part to the end. So it's not supposed to really kind of freak you out, if you will until the end of the film. Oh, you know, because it does remind me, Stephen King had this movie, scary movie, that I watched a long time ago called Secret Window. Mm, and it was kind of similar in that, like... That it, it was supposed to be a horror movie. Yeah, but it wasn't but really it was, horror, like, throughout most of it. And it's like the end of it is kind of when it really, it really kicked in. So that's what mm-hmm. they said. That's what they said. And I was like, you know, it kind of makes sense because it reminds me... Obviously, made it's made by the same person, but it was it reminded me of Get Out in that when people were like, "Oh, I was so afraid." Once oh, you kind of Get Out, yeah, like for real, for real, like. Hmm. And so once the it's like once you realize what happened, it was one of those things of like, wait, hold on, <laughs> wait, like because you think. Yo, with enough money and, and, and enough technology, uh, somewhere down the line, that actually might be able to happen as opposed to it being like, you know, I'm every turn. Oh, my gosh. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Like it, it was that wasn't it. Yeah, I don't. The rabbits It's just I got it. The cloning. <laughs> he just wasn't. Missing I it. just it didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Well, did you enjoy it, though? I think that's the thing. I feel like most people... Did I enjoy it? No. You didn't enjoy it because it was like you were trying to figure it out? Yeah. It was just yeah. like, oh, that was an experience. Okay. Not one that I have to relive. <laughs> but it was an experience. I was like, okay. I felt like, okay, I wanted to be in the know. Like, you know, right. I wanted to support Jordan Peele because I, I really enjoyed Get Out. This one, I felt like, was so abstract that you didn't, like... I'm glad he started with Get Out because I think if he started with this, he might have lost a lot of people mm. following up. Um, I can see that because I feel like Get Out was so it was very simplistic in that you didn't really have to. I don't even because I don't even want to say people weren't thinking, but I think you had to think for this movie. You had to really kind of. There's a lot of th- there are a lot of answers to questions that were that you didn't get and that you first off you didn't have and then at the end of the movie you still didn't have those but you had to be okay with what he did um with what he gave you because there's certain things that i I mean where did you know questions like yo who was funding this project um where did all these people come from was it everybody in the world that was cloned or was it just some people how do you know that it was like you know who got like a, a tethered version versus who didn't yeah because at first version? i was like it was a it's a black thing and then it was like oh, everybody yeah, no. yeah and then it's and like then i was like oh 
Who was paying for this? How did these people get the scissors? How did they get the clothes? Who made this stuff? Like, who was in, you know, who was really in control of this? Like, why did it just stop? Like, there's a bunch of other questions that people had that I feel like you didn't get an answer to. But what I think, and this is my my theory, is that you didn't have the answers to those questions because the very last scene between Lupita and the little boy, when they look at each other, because it's not essentially this whole thing isn't resolved. And if you look at it, you kept seeing these like hands across America, people standing everywhere. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry if you guys have not seen it, which you, you're super late. But if you haven't seen it, yeah. stop listening to this. And <laughs> they, some of them was underwater and they weren't drowning. That was confusing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. They don't got no soul. I, I don't know. I didn't know if they got superhuman powers. I, it's... Yeah. So I think what I think is happening is I think this was a setup for another film. Because um, I think he didn't he didn't resolve it. Right. He didn't resolve any of that. And so I feel like all of the questions that we have are probably going to come by way of another movie. With the and with the success of this movie, because although people were like, "Well, they can't," he can't make a two because, you know, this one was like it was so abstract. But I think with the financial success of this movie, people will go and see another movie for the sake of trying to figure it out. Um, and I think there'll be some new twist, right? Like although Lupita's character died, like you still got all of these tethered people everywhere. What do, what happens? What do they do? How do we figure that out? And then, of course, you know, with the, the twist, I'm, I won't put the actual twist in here, but with the actual twist, the main twist being what it was, you know, anything could really happen. Right. So mm-hmm. I, don't know. I know I got frustrated with the husband. I was just like, dude, yo, Winston I was Duke. beyond frustrated. <laughs> Shout out to Winston Duke. But the whole time, the first time I was just oh, I was like, yo, you this is this don't make no sense but what i can say and in talking to my cousin um we were kind of debating it and i was like you know what i think though i do think it was kind of refreshing to see somebody of his size and his stature that was just kind of goofy and normal and not necessarily like oh you know i'm a big old dude i actually can use all this bronze like of course you got muscle bro you should have used it but the fact that that wasn't like because i feel like that's really easy to do for the character and i think the expectation for people watching it, especially people that are not black, is to see this big old black guy and think that he's going to be like the protector of the family and go make all the right decisions. And truthfully, like everybody that fits that mold doesn't have that, you know. So I was kind of mm-hmm. like as frustrated as it was to watch the first go around. I was kind of glad that he kind of made it, you know, made it a little more like that because we didn't have it. It, it was more. I feel like it was more relatable to a lot of people that's like, oh, yeah, like there are some things that he did that was that made sense. Like he was like, oh, let me go get my bat or like, you know, I'm going let me up. I'm going to the house. But as I'm walking to the house, like you see me keep turning around, like I'm not turning my back completely to y'all because I don't know what y'all can do. You know what I mean? Like there were certain things that was like, okay, you doing something. But all right, you two, you get on my nerves like you stupid. But overall watching, I was like, okay, well, it's kind of cool that he didn't make it about like his muscle and his strength. Mm -hmm. Well, you know who showed a lot of muscle and strength uh, to Kodak Black this week? T.I. The game. And some other folks and Tank. And the whole internet, actually. Yeah. Now, when Tank made it, the video, did you see Tank's video? I did. His was the first video that I saw. I was like, why are you doing this? Because it was just like, 
I didn't, it didn't come across, it seemed like he watched the other ones and said, let me go put up a video because Kodak Black, listen to me. I don't know. It just wasn't, I didn't, I was like, Kodak Black, listen to Tank. Yeah, I, I, I think, you <laughs> know what, I think life. it was one of those things of like, because he he is a celebrity, it was like, you. I want to stand, I want to make a statement so it's known that I don't support this. <laughs> Why? But I don't know. I think, like, yeah. I mean, not, I mean, oh, you disrespectful. You real disrespectful. <laughs> you are super <laughs> disrespectful. And I want you to understand <laughs> that. <laughs> I never knew Tate was a moral compass. Anyway, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think, what, should I make this decision? Let me hit up Tank, the guy who thinks <laughs> I deserve, and see what he thinks about this. I just, I, I don't know. I got the T.I. in the game because they're a hip-hop artists. And they have had some mainstream success. No shade to Tank, but I don't see him. I don't even know besides I deserve what has been it. Has he had a hit since then? Uh, that birthday song was, was popular. Um, <laughs> With him and Chris Brown and uh, Saya. Girl, it's your birthday. Uh, something in here. Girl, no, you don't remember. No. No. Okay, well we can move on. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think it was definitely one of those things of like everybody is saying something, so he had to like put his little two cents out there. And I actually think too, it was he was trying to approach it in more of a let me not be super aggressive. Let me just kind of be like, hey, man, like this ain't, come on now. Like, like, no. I, I think it was, so many people felt like I, they have to say something because it's just the right thing to do. Now, I quite honestly don't think that Kodak Black listened to any of them. Or, yeah, paid attention <laughs> to any of them. I think Kodak Black's being aware of what was said came by way of whoever was in that video telling him, like, Oh no! Don't say that, man. It's too soon. Like, no, 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 no. I think that's. Yeah, I don't know if Kodak Black really is conscious enough to. What, what did? What did it? What's his song that he has? So I feel there's there's this one song. It's like a collabo song that he has that I like. Um, let me. Let's. It's on my phone. I, I just know he has that one song. I can't think of it. Pull up in a demon on God. Looking like I still do fraud. That's the one I like. It's that G. It's that I like that song. <laughs> oh, I can't. Okay, I've heard that. And I only like it because he said he said it, it's looking like I still do fraud, which I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> and I think he's like he, he's on a song with Drake too, right? Yeah, we sound I, I super old. I don't know. I, don't know. I never know. I was about to say what the young people are listening to. I, well, I mean, that's, <laughs> this age this, is kind of fair. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, Uzi Vert, look, us. I don't know. It all sounds the same. I know it all got little in front of it. I do know some of the songs, but I never know who sings them because all the names to me just go together. And they all look alike. They all kind of look alike. They all kind of yeah. have some sort of like hair scheme and some goals and some tats on their face and they all look like little germs it's... yeah <laughs> like, oh, you look like you look germy get my yeah. disinfected wife's 
It looked like you don't bathe. Yeah, like, oh, looks like an odor comes along with your album. <laughs> right. <laughs> you package with a little scent. <laughs> I get some, some Febreze when I play your record. <laughs> oh, man. I Yeah, Kodak Black. Because what's he saying to, like, the crazy stuff to young M.A.? Yeah. Like, I just feel like he's just ignorant. I, and so. yeah. I don't think you could get, get through to him in any type of way. And T.I., T.I., I just, sometimes with T.I.'s, his social justice bent, I, I respect it, but I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. You sound like He's not somebody I can rally. <laughs> I can't rally behind him. I mean, I think I could rally behind Nipsey Hussle before I could rally behind T.I. And that's, you know, what? Cause I feel like he always be trying to educate people and he don't, I feel like he don't like, I think, I, I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think the issue that I, if, if at all, cause I'm always like, I feel like everybody now that takes these like very public, I'm against it. A lot of them be like contradictory to their actual own lives. But I think the issue with T.I., is kind of the issue that we take with everybody, which is it's not the fact that you are wrong or you have done wrong because, you know, we recognize nobody's perfect. Right. Um, the issue is that when you are wrong and you realize that you're wrong, there is never like a you know what I'm wrong. And so here's what I'm going to do differently or do to make it right. It's always I'm wrong and you know that's just what it is like everybody go through this and it's kind of like well when you when you take that position and you're not as transparent about like your growth or realization and then you like kind of jump on what all these other people doing that's wrong it's like all right bro okay I mean I can't really I hear you and you know I guess I hear you but uh <laughs> It's all right. I'm good. Just like when he made that public declaration to Tiny and was going in on people attacking her. You saw that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was like a, it was an Instagram post, right? It wasn't a picture of yeah. them. Yeah. I was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who are me to judge? Who are me to judge? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, you know, I just felt like this, this, kind of goes along with my disappointment my disappointment in T.I. is kind of tied to well not tied to but it's the I don't even know the transition is off anyway Mueller <laughs> report the transition is off. <laughs> and that's the transition is off now let's move on <laughs> next topic <laughs> I was trying to make Sometimes it connect but I was just it. like it's okay <laughs> it's not connecting I repeated myself what am I saying yeah, let's just go on. Mueller report can't release. <laughs> and like I said, I think you summarized it perfectly, Randall, when you said, what did you say? Um, What did I say? Oh, he's not going to jail? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> In summary, he, he's not going to jail. He's not a good... <laughs> <laughs> like, he ain't no good, but he's not going yeah, to jail. Yeah, he's no good, but he ain't going to jail. Which is... I, I remember saying this, and I don't even know if I said it on the show uh, he, when it first started. Like, Ultimately, I don't think that he's going to go to jail. Um, I think that, and this is not saying that, you know, of course I didn't believe anything, but 
it was one of those things of after a few people um names of a few people had come out and and it had been surrounding other things that they did that you know was kind of tacked on to oh throughout the investigation we discovered this it kind of became one of those i kind of feel like this is just going to be like a whole rat race of information like this whole like collection of information and then we're not going to really get the result that it seems that the public wants um and ultimately there were a lot of like sensationalizing of this thing. But I think one of the things that we talked about with the major thing was like, Hey, was there this, like this collusion uh, with Russia to like win the election and everything that we were hearing kind of like the question kept being asked, but all of the findings had nothing to do with that. And so I was like, I just kind of feel like nothing's going to happen. And then, and, in all honesty, we haven't gotten the full report. We just got the uh, the AG's summary of what was said, but or the of the report because the the full report hasn't been released. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> it all it all boils down to like, okay, you know, can't really can't really trust them, but um, we can't put them in jail. So let's just move on to something else, aka his tax returns, which. And he don't want to give them up. He's like, you can't pry these up my. You won't pry these tax returns up my fingers. Which is a whole nother level of like, we're starting a whole new conversation about you know what does it mean and if he doesn't. I heard somebody say like, if he doesn't, he say he's been audited, right? Yeah, you he's as saying a tax that's professional. That's is that a reason. reason? No, it's not. That's the thing. He said I, he can't do. He can't release his tax. Uh, his tax returns because he's being audited. Well, President Obama was audited, I want to say maybe like his second or third year, and he released his tax return still. Like, that doesn't stop you from releasing your tax returns. Like, actually, I mean, in your position, you probably want to let me share what's in my taxes because I'm being audited. So I want to be full transparent so the the people that are auditing me (laughs) won't think that, you know, I'm doing something screwy. Like... How long does it take for our audit? Because his audit been going on a long time. Yeah, it really, honestly, it could. It depends on how many, the scope of the audit, like how many years that they're covering, um, what risk factors they've identified to be there, how responsive he is to supporting the audit. Because because of his position, I'm quite sure he is getting a lot of consideration and additional time because you know. You might need to, you know, you are running the entire country. You don't have time to find this. This is a special circumstance that we might have to give you more time and adjust for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's I don't want to say it's a hoax, but I mean, (laughs) what I can say is probably don't get your hopes up for. So is there any way for us to verify that he's under audit? I think it can be, but I don't know. See, the thing is, I don't know that he's being audited. I don't think he's being audited by the IRS, though. I think he's being audited by like, uh, like an, another accounting firm, like an account, not another accounting firm, but an accounting firm. I don't think uh, he's being. Oh, audited okay, by the IRS. and so that's a that's a self thing, right? That's yeah, a, yeah. You hire like somebody a, to do that. Yeah, it's like he's probably he's probably doing it for. Um, maybe one of his businesses or something like that. 
I don't think he's being audited by the IRS. Let me, I'm like going to pull up an article. We can keep going, but I, I don't think he's, it's the IRS. Because if it were, then they could just like subpoena the IRS. And I don't think that's happening. So I'm sure somebody would have got to that point if that were the case. Yeah. I was just like, this whole thing seems like a scam. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> scams and scam. shenanigans. Yeah. Complete scam. <laughs> Apparently, Joe Biden has been doing his own shenanigans in his personal space. Mm. Um, that was a good transition. That was, that was good. That was good. Yeah. that was good. That was good. Okay. Last one. We cleaned that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Joe is sniffing the back of people's hair. Um, yeah. yeah. That seems weird. Um, you know what? It's such a so this whole I actually found out about this whole thing from the view. I think apparently it's like three different women that said like he has like touched them inappropriately, but like he's grabbed them or hugged them too long or just kind of assumed that they wanted they were welcoming him like putting their arm his hand their hand on their shoulders or what have you. And so there was this whole discussion about like should we even be talking about this like you have somebody that's in the highest office that said they grab women by the genitals. So like, is this comparatively a thing or not? And I guess for me, like, I think in fairness, you can't say when a person is what makes a person uncomfortable or not. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't say like, Oh, these women should not be coming out and saying this. They shouldn't, you know, I mean, that's your feelings. Like that's how you feel. I, I think it's fair. What I, what I will say though um, and it it appears that from what I see or what I've read, Joe Biden has responded very in the way that we would want somebody to respond, just kind of acknowledging that, hey, you know, it, it could have been oversight. Like I come from a different generation where everybody did this. And so me doing that in today's time, I didn't think about, you know, how this could make a woman feel and this is just like yeah it really is because they are a woman like he i think i I saw this video where he said he normally will uh like put his hands on like a guy's shoulder and kind of squeeze it because that's just like what he was taught but he never thought he he thought in terms of women like it's okay to embrace them from a hug for a hug or you know compliment them or you know give them like a kiss on the cheek it's because they are a woman um, and I think that to me, it speaks to the need for us to have different conversations today about, yo, we have to shift this idea and this, this, this idea, this practice of because you're a woman, I can do X, Y, and Z in which I wouldn't do it with somebody else. I remember being an undergrad and ha- having this debate, this debate, I said debate, Lord, this debate, <laughs> um, I was having this debate. It was like me, maybe like three, four other guys and this one girl. And we were, we were, we were talking and she made this point and I was really trying to get her to see my point. And so I was like, I was like, sweetheart, listen, sweetheart, listen. And she like flipped. Don't patronize me. Don't call me sweetheart. Yada, yada, yada. And I got real annoyed because I was like, I'm trying to be respectful because you getting hype and you raising your voice in my mind, you getting hype and raising your voice and we're debating it like an idea. So you're getting the hype and raising your voice for me, as opposed to me doing the same thing. I'm trying to insert like this, like nicety to calm myself down and almost kind of diffuse your anger so that I can speak to you or you give you tell you that like please listen to my point because i'm not trying to like match your energy 
but she was just like done with it. It's so funny because still to this day, like I think we're friends on Facebook and I think it maybe I like commented on something. This is years ago and I can't, I, I believe, I, I mean, remember this, but I commented on something of hers. Like maybe I said like congratulations or something and she deleted it. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, but I remember just being like, I wasn't trying to do that. But in thinking about it, as I got, you know, I moved, uh, I moved to DC. I got more experience and kind of start talking to people and realized that like, Oh, while maybe I wasn't intentionally trying to do this, here is what I was doing. Like I actually was patronizing her. Like, Oh, I kind of get it. Like I see, I understand. And so it's like, we have to have these conversations about how things have to shift. Like the way we talk has to shift the way we, approach women that are equal to us and in the same playing field that we're in you know i can't i can't say sweetheart to you if i'm not also willing to say sweetheart to the guy in this setting in this form you know what i mean because it's like Mm -hmm. it's not gonna be it doesn't go over well like i'm 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 treating you differently or i'm putting you in this space of oh well i can do this with you that i can't do with a guy like "Uh no no (laughs) yeah I completely get it. So, I mean, but do you think like consideration has to be given to the the age though? Like the generational gap? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's I I think in 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 both respects we have to give consideration. Um I do think though that it is, I mean, like with anything as somebody that comes from a different generation, once you start to learn these things, you have to show you yourself. Adjust. Yeah, you have yeah. to show yourself open and willing to adjust. And if you don't, then the problem falls on you because it's like, hey, you can't be like, oh, well, from, I'm from a different generation. I'm older. Um, so I don't know how to use computers. I don't use computers. Well, you're not going to have a job at this point. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, That's true. It's just not going to work. <laughs> like, You can't claim that I'm older. So i can't learn what's new you got to be able to do it i think if you don't know and you know you show in in biden situations saying like i'm open to have a discussion which each with each of these women i would like to sit down to talk to them to to know specifically what it is that i did um i want to apologize to them like i want to do this right not and 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 people can say oh well it's because he's running for president but i kind of feel like joe biden would take this position like either way. I mean, he want to apologize to Anita Hill or apologize to Anita Hill. So eh, I think it's, I think it's fair. I think, I I think we should give consideration, but with the expectation that like, you still are going to try to learn. True. Yeah. Well, you know who also he get Joe Biden was open to give an apology, but the city of Chicago wants an apology from Jesse Smollett. And $130,000 apparently. Yeah. I I don't think they're gonna get that hundred and thirty from them. Uh, that that's yeah, that's a lot of money to come up with. Right. Because I mean, he makes how much does he make from Empire? I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's in the maybe for the whole series he's making maybe couple couple mil season. I don't yeah. know. It's just that's that's the stat off the top of my head, but I, I'm not I don't know for sure, but. That's a lot of money to come up with, just off the cuff. If you live in and your expenses and who you got to pay and your man, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I don't know the whole, the whole like 
charges being dropped um just kind of out of nowhere you know i said it i i said it before and i maintain my position of like i don't think that he did it and i i remember posting when i saw that post and i was like to all those people that said he was lying and i got a few like dms of people being like do you realize this doesn't mean that he's not lying and i was like no i'm not saying that right like i'm obviously we know that clearly doesn't mean that he's not lying because he didn't go to trial and he didn't like prove his case however (laughs) to that point i also feel like it means that the there's not enough clearly defined evidence to convict him of all 16 of these counts or at least one of these accounts that it was like you know what it's probably in our best interest to just drop this you know what i mean because if you had like very very strong unquestionable evidence wouldn't you just go for it in something that is that has pissed so many people off, that has gotten so much attention that you want to set the precedent, you want to set like, you know, hey, this is not going to be allowed. I'm going to make sure that people going forward know this. If you had that much evidence, you want to do it. And I think to me, it just proves that, yeah, you didn't. So this is why this happened. Yeah, I don't know if I could. I don't know if that's how I was looking at it. I did look at it as if, you know, he's a first time offendee and most people for this charge would just get off. Yeah. Um, that's how I looked at it. If, if he did lie, it, it didn't really injure anybody. I mean, it gave, it gave Chicago police, you know, they did extra work, but I mean, how many police officers do, this extra work for no reason all the time. And they don't go above and beyond for this. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think, I thought they were just doing the most trying to give him 16 charges. And I think, you know, a reasonable person looked at this and said, right, it's not that, I mean, not saying he, people should just be, be lying to the police, but it's, he don't need to go to jail for this. He just need to be reprimanded and go on. Let's move on. Um, That's how I viewed it. It, it, All of this, D.L. Hewley, which I'm not always a fan of his conclusions, but he was just like, if he still is maintaining innocence, is he actively pursuing, like, the the person that did this? Because, obviously, that person still should be out there that he should be pursuing, so this won't happen to another person. Um. That's fair, but wasn't it? So I thought it was like it was indeed the boys, like those two brothers. It was indeed them. But so it, what? I, I thought see, so. that's why I see, don't. I, I don't understand. I just knows. it's just it's no. so confusing. It's nobody like, knows. I'm the like, if somebody is framing you, no, they, they. This is a script. What's I don't even happening? think anybody can write. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Whoever wrote this script need to write movies every day because they got some kind of <laughs> gift. I, this is a twist and turn I haven't even seen in movies. Yeah. So I just, I don't know what's going on. I hope he document this whole thing and making a Netflix film because I'll be turned to then. He can make millions off of that. I never think about that. But then I actually, he probably shouldn't though because then that'll really, people will really be like, oh, see, he was promoting himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I, people still watch. <laughs> you like at the end of the day. I mean, I mean, if he did it to secure a bag, he can secure a bag. <laughs> now, if he, if that was his goal, he, they'll be pissed off watching it. Then I knew that. 
<laughs> I knew he made his but they would they would still watch it. He would still get the views. He needs to secure the bag and that he can set he can retire off of that. <laughs> that's a hundred million dollar that's a hundred million dollar film. I cause nobody knows what's happening at the end of the day. Nobody knows this what is, is going on. This is true. So yeah. <laughs> y'all tell us what y'all think about Bubosa's and orange orange juice hashtag chat BC and we'll be back with our main dish. All right, we're back with our main dish. Today's main dish, we're going to talk about conspiracy theories. And the reason this is relevant uh, because Nipsey Hussle passed away. And since his death, there's been a whole lot of conspiracy theories circulating around his cause of death. People were saying the government took him out because he was about to make a documentary on Dr. Sebi or Sebi. What is it? Sebi? Uh, no, Sebi. I've heard, I've heard, yeah, I've heard people say Sebi. Yeah, Dr. Sebi. And so that's why he was murdered. The government was trying to take him out before he could get this information out. And he even said, like, on um, an interview, if they kill me in the process of making this documentary ride for me. And so even in his music, he has a song. Because I, I, in all truthfulness, I didn't really listen to Nipsey before he passed. Mm-hmm. I was listening. I only knew him because of Lauren Hill. And Not Lauren Hill, Lauren London. Lauren London. <laughs> wow. Gosh. Gosh, guys. Gosh. <laughs> Lauren London. I only knew him because of Lauren London. And yeah, so when he passed, I did know that he did this stuff for the community because I saw like something, a viral video of them interviewing him. So mm-hmm. I knew that. And then I had just watched that GQ um conversation couples quiz they did that I thought was so cute. Right. And then I was like, he died. And I was like, wow. Like I remember retweeting it like, wow. Like, oh my gosh, he passed away. It's so crazy. Um and like being in shock because I just watched the video, but I did not really follow Nipsey Hustle. I just started listening to his music post death to see if first to see if there was a song maybe I thought I knew of him. Like that was on the radio, but I realized that he really didn't make songs for radio, and he said right. that in the interview. Right. And I, as I listen to this album, I'm like, "This is yeah, true. Yeah, none of this is yeah for radio. You right. really just made what you felt was good <laughs> without the 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 pop culture in mind, and so that's to be respected. Um, but he did say in one of his lines, uh, "They killed Doctor Sebi because he was teaching health," and so um, I think those who follow him already had that frame of mind about conspiracy theories and what happened to uh, Dr. Sebi. And so that it was easy for them to make that connection when he passed away. And so that got me thinking about like who believes conspiracy theories? Um, Because in my line of work, uh, we deal with people who join like black cults, like Hebrew Israelites and, like conscious movements and then I ask them like where do you get this information from and they send me a meme or something like that um and usually those people some most of the time I won't say all the time but I'll say 80 85% of the time are not college educated um they're more prone it seems to believe conspiracy theories and then I have people who are college educated that may reject 
faith on a whole different other spectrum, maybe science or different things like that. Mm-hmm. And so it got me wondering, like, is conspiracy theory something that is more is is bought into people who maybe are uneducated? Uh, is that a thing? Um, is there a socioeconomic um, uh, division as far as who believes conspiracy theories and who doesn't? But you know what? It's interesting because Nick Cannon, you know, he's going to Howard right now. Mm-hmm. And he's bought into, like, a lot of this stuff. Um, so, I, it's, I mean, I guess it's, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where you're noticing things and you're like, is this a thing or am I just reading too deep into it. What are, what are your thoughts? So I think, uh, so I know people from different like spaces and places and I know I've seen a number of people kind of respond differently. I think I would, I don't necessarily think it is. Uh, I don't think we can tie it to like being like college education or being kind of formally educated. Um, and Oh yeah. Cause our president is conspiracy theories and he's what he said. He was the, he's like the smartest person right <laughs> i think that there's a um i think because i i actually was really interested in this idea of like what you know how do we get there how do we get to when should we believe a conspiracy theory when shouldn't we and we'll get to that part later but i think um i've i've seen someone that is not you know formally educated that doesn't have a formal education um, and that does a lot of like reading for themselves and like fact finding and things like that. And that person was very skeptical of the the notion that Nipsey Hussle would, was killed because of some like grandiose uh, conspiracy by the government or the powers that be, if you will. Um, and then I saw some people that are extremely educated formally um, that was all about the the conspiracy right and so for me it kind of gets to this point of and I at least for me I start to say well I think it, there's a difference between people that like read for themselves and people that kind of take this route of being educated by way of like video or or hearsay or as you mentioned a meme per se because I think that's really that's really fast and it's really easy right it's mm-hmm. easy to come across those things and you don't know, oftentimes with those things you're not they're not uh, posing the alternative argument as well, right? You're not in a space where you're hearing, you know, both sides of the information and you're able to kind of like pick it apart and apply some like logical reason, even be it your own logical reason to that, to decide whether, you know, this is some truth or not. I think it, for me, and to answer that question, for me, it would be more to do with people that actually read versus people that don't read. And obviously, there are people out there that probably read and 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 read a lot and fall into this. So I I started to you know do some Google searching of like, yo, has anybody ever like asked these questions or thought about this? Like, what causes a person to uh, believe in conspiracy theories? And I actually found a couple articles. I found one article that showed up on like Psychology Today that talked about the reasons why um, people believe conspiracy theories. Um, And one of the things that they said that actually really stuck out to me, and I guess would kind of provide some context to um, your thoughts of maybe it being people not formally educated. And and, and the idea is that they want to be, a person wants to be a part of a community 
that has or they're like not necessarily a community, but like a group of people that has like this unique knowledge. Right. And mm-hmm. and and I have some facts um, in quotes, air quotes, facts of something that you're not considering. Um, and I, I know that because of, of this, I remember having this family member call me one time, one year, this is maybe like a few years ago, I was getting on the train and my phone was ringing and it was kind of weird cause we don't talk often. So I looked and I was like, okay, well I'll just call you back. And they called me back like three times back to back. So I ended up answering the phone and they were telling me like, Hey, you know, I just wanted to talk to you. I got some like information and I really want to, um, I really want to share and I want to put you on to this because, you know, you're in a place where you can really make some changes uh, where you're at. You're you know, you're you're in the, the most important uh, building in the country and you can put some people on this information and we can really get some, you know, change some stuff. Right. And so I'm like, OK, like what you what you know. Right. <laughs> well, they had read the Willie Lynch letter <laughs> and they just felt like. Let me give you, let me drop you this knowledge because you, you could not have heard this knowledge before and be in the space that you're in and working for the people that you work for. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with that. It's like, have you heard of it? And I was like, yeah. And it was like, well, you probably just heard about it and just read like the, the, the short version. But I read the whole document. It's a long, it's like two pages. I was like, yeah, I, I read it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I read it. And so we started to kind of engage and they started to really say, and I feel kind of bad for saying this. I don't mean to pick on them, but they they started to really kind of make these very specific points, which were things that we have combed over multiple times. And I think that not only did, you know, I feel like a lot, many of us were introduced to, to that letter in college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was just on our campus, but I remember there was a point in time where that became like a real big thing. Right. And so multiple people were talking about it. And then there started this. Um, we started to, people started to point us to like, hey, this book, this actually is fake. It's not a real letter. It's been debunked. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, when I think it it was brought to everybody's attention again when the great debater just came out and and Denzel Washington's character referenced it in that movie. And so, you know, we have gone through this and this person really just felt like they had some great information to give me, something that I never heard of was going to change my perspective. And I was like, yeah, you know, been there, done that, already got it, right? Um but what I recognized was that since then and and in that moment, they had they felt like I have this unique knowledge that I can share with the world. And it's only me and people like me that are the quote unquote enlightened ones. And that, you know, you and your uh, your whatever research you've done or whatever stuff you've read is very whitewashed. You know, I got the true sauce because I have this piece of information. And so I think that to the point of the article and to your point, there is kind of this desire for people and maybe this happens more often in people that don't have a formal education, but it's, it, it, it is this, this sense of, I have something that everybody else doesn't have. And I think the problem then in that is just that you're not looking to engage the idea. You're not, you're not looking to challenge the idea. You simply are just saying that this is what it is. I got it from whatever information I have it from. And then I'm just moving on. And typically those things are from like some video that somebody prepared. 
somebody put together a short synopsis and you read over that and you felt like, bam, I got the sauce, right? Whereas somebody else that I feel like probably reads more often. And again, it doesn't have to be by way of a formal education. You can just wake up and, you know, go online and read. You can read through uh, like the local newspaper or whatever it is, but you're kind of used to challenging ideas, right? And, you know, I don't know, maybe it's not fair to say people that read too, but that kind of really feel like that because I feel like when you read things for yourself, when you're kind of used to being in a space where you research things or, you know, you are kind of in this space of fact-finding, you are okay with challenging an idea that you once had. And you probably read because you want to know. And so in that quest of getting more knowledge, you have been proven wrong. Right. So you're kind of comfortable with it. Like, oh, OK, I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm just wrong. Like, let's do what I got to do to get right. As opposed to just being like, oh, no, I can't be. You know, this is what I got. This has to be the case. It is this because of insert, you know, whatever media that I just kind of picked up that everything is there. So I, I, I think when it comes to that for conspiracy theories, for me, it's like, a yeah, I think it's like a reading thing. Like, are you reading? Can you read? <laughs> Do you read? Like, what are you, what are you consuming your mind with or challenging your, your thought process with that will allow you to just kind of accept this one thing or not? I, it's, it's really, really, really interesting how, um, people believe certain things. Uh-huh. But one of the things that I didn't think of when the Nipsey Hustle thing came out was that people were saying that one of the reasons people were so prone to believe this conspiracy theory about him was because they didn't want to believe that he died in vain. And I was like, mm, that's a thought that I hadn't considered. Yeah, I, I like, didn't even consider that either. Like, you know, saying that like this it ties guy... Him to something bigger. Yeah, like yeah. if you just if this dude just killed you out of just jealousy and spite, then it kind of makes your death seem like, dude, that was like that didn't make any sense. Right. Like that's why did you do that? But when it's like some grand scheme, it makes people feel like, oh, he was larger than life. People wanted to take him out. He was dying for the cause and kind of making him a martyr versus mm. him just dying like because right so I, that to me it was like okay i i could see that so i didn't th- i didn't think about that either but i i think that <clears throat> i can see that you know that that could that could be a thing as well one of the things i will say and this is kind of like full transparency like i am a person that when it comes to a conspiracy theory if you will I don't rule a lot of stuff out (laughs) and I don't know if this is like the cynical part of me, but a part of me says like, okay, you know, I I don't know that I could say that this absolutely hasn't happened. Right. Um, I think if we could, I watch scandal. I know what, I know what. Yeah. But honestly, not even (laughs) scandal. Heck, I paid attention enough in history to know that like, yo, some conspiracies have happened, right? Some Mm -hmm. stuff has gone down. Um, and so it's not far fetched that, it could be the case. I think for me, um, so when people were saying it, I was like, oh, wow. One of the things that also kind of made me for like maybe two minutes stop and was like, whoa, whoa, that would be crazy. Is the fact that, um, you know, Left Eye, like I was really big Left Eye fan as a kid and she died going while she was visiting the same doctor. Um, And the details of her death have always been just kind of crazy just because, 
there was like uh they were driving down the road the car overturned she was the only person that died in the car right mm-hmm. and she was the person that of course she's a celebrity she had been like sharing um doing like a documentary or whatever about her experience. And I think MTV was supposed to premiere it. And so it was really like to that point, because that taught me that took me back to my childhood. And I was like, Whoa, this is a little crazy. Um, could it be right? I, I don't, I, I can't, I couldn't, or I can't say like, Oh, absolutely. That'll never happen. Like I'm not one of those people, but then I also start to try to apply like some logic to me or my logic in the day of social media, right? Where there's a lot of information that's out there that we all have access to, right? There's a lot of things like we've all, I think pretty much, I would even venture to say that people uh, knew about Dr. Sebi, more people knew about Dr. Sebi per se than, than Nipsey Hussle because I know that I saw him, a number of people post about his teachings and like his health teachings and, um, the type of like uh, minerals that he says that we need and, and how literally the body, if given the proper diet and the prop, like the proper exercise and like really taking care of the body can heal itself of anything. Right. And that is something that I've seen, you know, on Instagram a lot. I've seen people quote him and, and, and post things about it. So for me, it kind of just became like, I don't know that there would really be this, uh, like the government would put together this scheme to stop Nipsey Hussle from that information because he was doing a documentary because it was like the information's already readily available. Like it just didn't seem to me like this was something that people couldn't get their hands on. You know what I mean? Like the information is already out there. So I think that's for me. That's why I was like, I mean, I I get it and I wouldn't put certain things past people and I understand why people feel that way. But in the same token, I also know that this information is already there. So maybe they like he was going to compile it and make it more accessible to people. And 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 perhaps you know perhaps that perhaps that's the popularize it. Yeah, it just it just kind of became a thing for me that I was like, ah, the information's kind of already there. I don't I don't necessarily know. Yeah, and um, there are a ton of holistic doctors that say the same thing that Doctor Seb says. Yeah, and so it just. I don't know. And, 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 but I think the thing is that, and that the, the, the problematic part, if you will, is that when you have people that kind of like really stand close to these conspiracy theories or what we call conspiracy theories, there is an inability to engage the opposite. And I think, or, or to talk about how uh, the article that I was reading, it was basically saying like, you know, if you try to present facts to these people, um, they're so self-invested in this idea that the f- it, no matter what you say, they are not going to hear it. They're not going to listen. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Your care facts about are are um, are you got the white man's facts? Yeah, or and, that's the white man's information. And that to uh. me, that's where it went. That's when it becomes kind of like, well, if you're trying to really get me to believe what you believe or be on your same accord like you you lose me right and i think many of us as millennials you kind of will lose us like don't tell me you gotta allow me to be able to grapple with the facts of whatever so if 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 what you have you believe is facts and you have you know 
scholars that you can reference, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, that's cool. Like, I'm fine with all of that. That's good. I'm personally not a person that even if you gave me a thousand and ten books with every scholar, like the best scholars in the world that is telling me that something is true honestly like i need to engage it i want to see what they're talking about and i can go through all of that and be like okay well that's true for you i don't care like i don't because for me and i think we all are kind of uh we we all fall into this sense of you have to trust something and so be it you trust the scholarly, the scholars position or you, you trust their research or you trust the 10 people that you read, all of their research. And so at some point in time, it becomes I trust in this thing based off of enough evidence to satisfy me. And that's cool. But I think to me, I'm also like, hey, you can give me all of that stuff and I will read it and be like, oh, OK, cool. And then still walk away and be like, I don't care because I don't believe it. You know what I mean? Like and I. I But I think the difference will be the difference is from somebody that is the the traditional profile of a a conspiracy theories is there's no desire to engage the opposite of your your thought process at all. Right. There's it's absolutely just not possible. You know, you are just really stupid and really dumb and really don't have the sauce. To be quite honest, this is how I felt about black conservatives for the longest time. Um, (laughs) And I know this is probably really wrong and no offense to your old self. But I literally was just like, I don't because I remember engaging with somebody and them immediately telling me that, oh, you know, you're uh, why are you a Democrat? You're a Democrat because you're a Democrat because your mama was a Democrat. And I was like, my mom's not a tie to any political party. And Did you know MLK was a Republican? Yeah. <laughs> that, and I, ooh, this one person you really know. tried to hit me with that fact. Did you know MLK was a part of the Republican Party? I bet you didn't know the liberating party for black people was the Republicans. Fam, I knew that, right? And I can tell you when it happened, why it happened, why the, when the shift happened, why the shift happened, things that you can't even tell me. But you, the fact that you, you disengaged the truth of the shift means that you're feeding me something that is very one-sided and you refuse to engage the opposite. That, to me, is it's a problem. Like, you're never going to get newsflash to anybody that's trying to convert somebody or get somebody to see it. If you fail to engage their perspective, you will never convince them. It's just not going to happen, right? Like, <laughs> you coming to tell me, especially somebody that is like, hey, you know, I, I do read and I do research and I actually, you know, I try to fact find. I try to think logically. I have I engage people through conversations. I do re- I, I perform testing for my job or whatever it is like I, my mind is in this space of challenging ideas and being corrected um, and, and, and finding truths, if you will. Like many of us, we do that in our own like professional world. So a person trying to tell us that like we're just outright stupid and what we believe is just not based. It's based on being completely ill-informed. It's like, okay, I mean, (laughs) I'm probably going to say, Oh, okay. I remember being in Atlanta was these guys on the side of the road. I don't know if they were like Hebrew Israelites. I don't know what they were, but it's these guys that was on the side of the road and they just kept like shouting all this crazy stuff. Like, you know, calling people devils and saying the type of people that's going that's going to uh, die and burn in hell and all this other stuff. And my friend was like, do you want to go ask them questions? And I was like, no. It's like, do you want to go listen to them? I was like, no. He's like, why? I was like, because 
nothing like literally I'm going to step to them or, you know, start to listen to them. And they are not they don't care about what I think about something. Truly, they want to ask me the question to prove me wrong. If they're going to say, are you a Christian? If I say, yeah, they're going to go down this whole path about how I believe in the white man's religion. And here I am out here talking about black Jesus. Right. And I'll be like, oh, black Jesus. And then they'll tell me that black Jesus is really like the white man giving me a new form of Jesus. Because then they were and it's just like, God, just you don't care about my thoughts. You continue to believe what you believe. I'll continue to believe what I believe. We'll both keep going in our opposite directions because it's not going to work. Like there's no no true resolve. There's no reason to engage. Right. It just it's it's not going to fix anything. <laughs> and I feel like we all have that family member that we know or many. <laughs> <laughs> Our conspiracy theories and they use family uh gatherings as their platform to spew their new knowledge. <laughs> And it'd be like two day old knowledge too. I almost feel like sometimes those people like they'll Google some stuff or they'll like uh, YouTube. I wouldn't even say, maybe I shouldn't say Google. They'll YouTube some stuff and like get some real videos. I've legit had people like send me videos to tell me how the position I take or why I believe, or even like what I've chosen as a career path is not something that I should choose as a black man. And here's all of the YouTube videos of why. And yeah, I can't. I'm not gonna watch the YouTube videos where you send me somebody talking over a whole bunch of like fuzzy pictures. dated pictures. Yeah, and it's 30 minutes long. Yeah, and it's like a fake documentary. I'm yeah. not watching that. And it's it's all because I'm always like in my mind like so you know I got iMovie right I've put together videos like slideshows or picture slideshows for people so I'm always thinking like. So who put this together? Do you even know the person that put this together? Like, do you know their history? Do you know their background? Um, you know, have you, you cite the one of the things we have to do in paper is cite papers, cite your sources, right? Right. So like, have you cited the source? Have you looked, reviewed their sources? Um, you know, if they're talking about stuff that happened in like the 15th century, like, have you looked up the information from the 15th century? Like, have you, do you? where's this coming from? You know, have you added context to other things that was going on? Have you engaged the argument that says that this is all a lie? Have you lined that argument up with like timelines and other things that we know that are factual? Like the earth is flat theory, right? Like when people, it's a lot of those people. Yo, apparently there's like a cruise. Um, I I was talking, I sent it to, I think I sent it to my friend and my friend sent it to me. Uh, There's a, flat earth cruise that's happening i think this summer and they're gonna cruise to the end of the earth and it's like people that buy tickets to go on the cruise because they're so what happens when they get to the end do they like how do you know where to stop i think so that's the thing that i kept saying i was like okay so let's 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 think about fall over exactly right because so let's say if let's say the earth is flat and y'all got knowledge that we don't have right forget the pictures forget the satellite pictures you know forget the multiple countries that have uh, debunked this you know forget the logic of how we rotate around the sun and all that stuff and day and night forget that right let's just say that the earth is indeed flat do you not think that the pull of that the spillage of the water like you might you're on a ship 
your ship might get too close in that you might just tip over and like never come back. Did like would you want to do that? <laughs> does that does that make sense? Would I? And you're gonna pay to do this, and probably gonna go with like your family. So it's gonna be multiple people on here, and y'all all just going to like see the edge of the earth. Like I, I don't want to do it. It just doesn't seem safe. It doesn't seem right. It seems like all of the signs say no. Somehow I, it's a thing. We don't have a whole military that could tell us whether the earth is flat. There's not. It's just, it's it's sad because it's people that like really believe it. Yeah. Yeah. The, and and they will send you. You know, to me, the most interesting people are the ones that send you memes to prove a point. See, yeah, I, I don't. And you said that happens don't... to you often. That yes. I can't imagine. Like, But they, it's like faded memes with like some Egyptians on them. And it just, it, the graphic is poor quality. <laughs> and it's like, read this. And I'm like... And they, they be really feeling like they putting you on, like, oh, I'm finna. I'm I just don't understand. I'm like, do you know how memes are made? I can yeah. make them on my phone and say, ah. yeah, just right now, you can do it too. We can. <laughs> I understand people do put factual information on memes. I get it. People use memes, but again, the source is who gave you the meme. If you base, yes. yeah, if if the majority of your argument is based off of this, I think you kind of have to question it, right? Um. And I always I go back to like, how much are you how much information are you pulling from this like summarized version versus how much are you pulling from actual, you know, detailed accounts of something or, uh, you know, it, it something that has allowed you to really tear apart the argument. Um mm-hmm. I, if you don't haven't done that, I think for yourself, you, you you're ill prepared. Like, yeah, but I guess for black people, I do understand there's this whole idea of we've been given revisionist history in a lot of places. Absolutely. And so it's kind of like we need to know our own truth mm-hmm. because everything that they give us is suspect. Absolutely. And I do get that aspect, but then it's just like there's the the conspiracy theories go to an extreme and nothing can be trusted and, and, and i think i honestly for and i guess again this is a personal thing but i think for me like i go back to i won't put nothing past nobody I like mm-hmm. it, like if I were to die tomorrow and everything that i believed uh you know I don't know. This being tells me that it was all a hoax. I wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe who would do that. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, (laughs) because I think that there's this sense of I think sometimes we have to get to a place was like, hey, what do you believe? Why do you believe it? Right. Can you engage this idea of it being it possibly not being true and 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 saying, okay, and with that not being the case, how do you are you comfortable with that or are you absolutely 100% just like against anything not being there like i just don't i feel like i don't have i don't have 
all the knowledge, right? For me, I'm always like, hey, I'm not God. I didn't create this stuff. So if somebody came, you know, and told me that it was not true, like, it's fine. But if you ask me why I believe it, I can absolutely tell you why I believe it. If you ask me why, I be- if, if I believe because, you know, oh, well, your parents gave you Christianity. Well, okay, yeah, they did. <laughs> and then I lived a life according to that and... Yeah, I kind of reached some conclusions on my own. So if those are all absolutely wrong, they are rooted in my experience. Okay. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I, for me, it's one of those things of I'm, I'm not, the, the, the possibility of something not being true for me is not going to shake me to my core so that I can't, I absolutely feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. I just can't believe this is happening. No, like, okay, cool. I can, I can engage that. I feel like I'm intelligent enough to engage this idea and this possibility. And then to say that, hey, I could be wrong. Or even with all of that, I hear you and I understand why you got there. And I disagree. And here's why I disagree. And here's why I disagree with that point. But at the end of the day, if you are not going to be open to another idea then also expect me to not be open to another idea and say hey we just kind of have to agree to disagree and move on because you you come especially when it comes to like the traditional profile again of a conspiracy theorist i have engaged said family member on numerous occasions and said family member i think heard maybe two things that I said and not even the complete things. They heard like, hello, and I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Like everything in between was just like, it it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, so I guess for me, I'm like, okay, all right, cool. So it's interesting. I'm going to take it back to this article just that I think is, is to to put it out here. I do believe this is, uh, there's completely other reasons, but there was like a researcher, a British uh, psychologist that did some research and uh, they found they said that it's three reasons that people believe cons- conspiracy theories. Excuse me. I got the hiccups. But uh, the three reasons are the desire for understanding and certainty. The second one is the desire for control and security. And the third one is the desire to maintain a positive self image. And I feel like that's one we all are aware of. Right. Because you mentioned the president. And it's like all of these conspiracies that arise come out of this desire to maintain this like i'm a good person and i'm positive and i'm you know this can possibly happen uh or i couldn't possibly do this because you know it has to be a conspiracy because look at me like i got it together and you know so that's what they found to be the reason and i think I, i i think that there probably are other reasons but i can definitely see how a lot of the conspiracies that i'm aware of are tied into some form of that like we as humans we want answers to things right and mm-hmm. we want to we want to feel like i have the i have like the absolute understanding of what the meaning to life is i have the absolutely understanding of what the meaning to my life is um and i know the ultimate right way and so there's this there's this desire on both sides whether you believe conspiracy or you reject it and and in many cases there's this desire for for people to be like i absolutely know 100% that this is factual and and I think then there's there's a there's there are those of us that's like, hey, here's what I believe. 
Here's why I believe it. Here's what it is. And if you told me tomorrow, if the, the, the belief that I have and the person that I believe in never showed up ever and nothing ever happened. And then like, I don't know, this rock stood up and was like, you're supposed to be believing me this whole time. I'd be like, well, you should have, you had to do better, bro. Cause <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, the directions weren't clear. Enough. Exactly. Like they clearly wasn't, this is kind of what happened and this is what I got. So, I mean, you're going to be mad. Oh, we ain't going to talk no more. Well, I just kind of got to deal with it. Cause you know, like it's not cut dry. How, how are you expecting me to know this? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I just realized that we've been on here a long time. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was trying to make a, a swift transition. My transitions have sucked today. It's not the day of transitions for you. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Better look. Yeah. <laughs> y'all tell us what y'all think about conspiracy theories. Um, Hashtag chat BC and we'll be back with our toast or roast. All right, we are back and it is time to get into our toast or roast. This week, I am going to toast the fact that winter is here. Winter is here. I was like, what? In the spring? <laughs> Winter is here. And in six days, y'all, just six days, we're going to have probably by the time y'all get this, it'll be like five days. But Sunday, April 14th, Game of Thrones will be back in full effect. I Still binged it. I, you got six days to catch up. I binged I it. Is it possible to catch up that? Is that I mean, it's a lot. Time. You'd basically have to watch like all day every day for those six days. But I will tell you that it's worth it. Um, <laughs> it is. It's a good show. And I'm really excited about it. And I'm actually supposed to be going to a viewing party, which is another exciting, another exciting thing. Because, of course, like, you know, being able to like kick it with people that understand and I'm hoping I kind of got to do some vet and know because I hope these people are actually people that shut up and listen to the dialogue and not people that talk. I have certain friends that I absolutely can't watch stuff with. I did like I hosted like a couple like a scandal party. And I think a how to way to get how to get away with murder like viewing is at my apartment. And yeah, it is. I still watch it. And I literally had two friends that kept talking and I was like, at some point in time, I just pulled out my phone and stopped paying attention to the show. And I was like, I'll watch it when I get home. And y'all get on my nerves. I'm never doing this again. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, winter is here. Winter is here. April 14th. I'm super excited about it. I'm toasting the Game of Thrones. It's a dope show. This is the final season. Um, and apparently, I heard that the episode is supposed to be like an hour and a half a piece. So, if you guys are into Game of Thrones, if you uh, aren't in it, get into it, uh, get on the ball and, and watch it. You can catch up before the season is over and then watch the rest of the season. But if you're in, if you were into it, uh, I know you feel me when I say that I'm excited and I'm looking forward to it. And so this week I'm toasting to Game of Thrones. Yeah, I got to catch up. I feel like everybody watches it but me. And so I feel like I need to catch up on it. It's really good. So this week I want to toast to Boomerang 
having another season because I was concerned because I didn't see like I judge shows popularity or whether they could be renewed by social media engagement and I didn't really see a lot of people in my timeline talking about it like I see Insecure mm-hmm. and so I was like is this going to be a one season show I don't want them to do it like what was our other show on BET the cinematography was halfway but the storyline was good the quad yes yeah. The quad. I didn't want it to be like the quad because right. I enjoyed the quad. And I they feel like nice. I still have so many unanswered questions about this show. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want uh this one to boomerang to be like that one. So when I saw that re up and Soul Train got um another season. I still haven't watched that. I me said I was. My grandmother tells me it's really good. I know the cinematography is really good and that makes me excited. Um but yeah. <laughs> I, they gotta I'm just excited. BT got a whole new regime up there, uh, boosting their cinematography, and I'm I'm excited about it. Do you watch uh, Being Mary Jane? Have you ever seen that? I tried to watch it. I think maybe I watched the very first episode ever, and I couldn't get through it. So I was. Oh <laughs> I well, I stopped watching it in like season two or three, but apparently they have like a final, like two hour thing coming. Like movie, so. right? Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember them talking about it. Yeah. I, I feel like I was going to watch it. Then I was like, I'm too far behind. And I, I don't care to catch up. And that's that's the problem. But <laughs> um, yeah, so Toast the Boomerang. Uh, we're going to leave you t- with today's good vibe. Today's good vibe is by Nipsey Hussle. If you look at the people in your circle and you don't get inspired, you don't have a circle, you have a cage. And I think that is a very good quote. And I think we should be inspired by the people that surround us. I think we should be inspiring each other to be better um, for growth and not holding each other back, but pushing each other forward. So shout out to Nipsey, RIP Nipsey. His funeral is on Thursday at Staples Center. Wow. Um, Yeah, from 10 to 12. I saw Karen Civil posted it. I didn't know him and Karen Civil were in business together. They were business partners. Oh, wow. I didn't know so, that either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. We appreciate you listening. Remember to rate and subscribe on iTunes, of Spreaker, on Spotify, everywhere where podcasts are except Tidal. Um, <laughs> uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at brunch underscore culture on Instagram at brunch culture on Facebook. This opposite. At brunch culture. Oh. Twitter brunch culture, Instagram brunch underscore culture. I always get those confused. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> or you can email us at brunchculturebc at gmail.com. Remember here at brunch culture, everything is up for discussion.